Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include a Myrtle the Cat update, my interview with Matt Allen of Nasby on whole loan trading in the scratch and debt marketplace, and just what is causing this rally in the bond market. I'd like to thank this week's podcast sponsor, Candor. Have you heard of Candor yet? As you'll hear shortly, they're gaining groundswell for their dynamic, adaptive, and automated underwriting engine. It was bound to happen. My dad and his cat Myrtle came to blows. She wanted to spend her trust fund money, earned on the catwalk in her prime, to pay various periodicals and ranking services around the nation to say that she won the 2020 Cat of the Year mentioned in a daily commentary. Apparently, she had seen the various rankings that companies and MLOs pay for to promote themselves, and also how much it takes to buy some of them. Some rankings, of course, are the result of actual votes, with no outgo from the marketing budget. And I should add that Yo Mama So Old, she remembers when fame and success was a byproduct of actual talent. And yes, lenders and their MLOs tend to be very competitive, whether it is product, price, or service. Some companies announce market share goals. Wouldn't it be better to announce lofty customer satisfaction goals and let the market share follow? For today's interview, I wanted to welcome on Matt Allen, VP of Business Development for North American Savings Bank, or NASB. Mr. Allen developed NASB's whole loan trading department in 2014. He helps banks, mortgage lenders, and private lenders sell their whole loans that don't meet conforming standards. He uses his 18 years of mortgage industry experience to work with mortgage lenders and sellers of all sizes across the country to facilitate whole loan trades, which has increased significantly in the last year as lenders respond to the historic volume from 2020 and adjust GSE purchase caps. NASB's experience in portfolio lending positions them as an experienced purchaser of residential loans on a nationwide scale, from single loans to bulk pools that include seasoned and non-seasoned, scratch and dent, non-QM, and bank statement loans. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Today we're going to talk about scratch and dent loans and, and whole loan trading and yeah. uh, price, pricing for buyers and sellers on those. Well, let's jump right in if that's okay with you. Yeah, sounds good. So Matt, what would you define as a scratch and dent loan and how do they differ from GSE loans? First of all, I would say there's really the, the whole loan trading segment um, our industry and, and that's where you have any loan that an originator is unable to sell to the GSEs, you know, such as Fannie, Freddie, or Ginny. Um, and, you know, they have that requirement to repurchase the loan. And, you know, if they're a portfolio lender, then they have the option to keep them on their books. But a lot of times that's not the case if you have a, you know, mortgage lender or broker and, you know, they have a, a warehouse line. Um, so it's advantageous for them to push that market out to the marketplace, the whole loan trading segment. And I, I would consider scratching on a subset of whole loan trading. Um, you know, the loan may have one or two blemishes, defects, uh, you know, say the DTI is too high or, uh, you know, too many investment properties that the borrower um, has loans with or um, disclosure issues didn't send those out in the proper time frame. So, you know, there's multiple different reasons why that loan has to be repurchased. Um, you know, when you hear the name scratch and dent, it, a lot of times it conjures up the idea of a subprime loan, but that's typically not the case. They're, they are typically good loans um, that the lender just needs to get off their books 
um, as I mentioned, they may have that warehouse credit line um, that's, you know, it's hurting their, their future origination. So um, scratch and dent, still quality loans that uh, can definitely have a place in the market. Can you explain how you got into the whole loan trading space and kind of what, uh, what your day-to-day looks like for someone in your position? Sure. So um, North American Savings Bank, we got involved in the summer of 2014. Um, we are a um, seasoned portfolio lender. Um, we have a large appetite for it. And you know, we were looking for um, ways to increase our, our asset base. Um, where we have our, our actual origination on the portfolio side. Um, we have some niche products where we, we lend direct to self-directed IRAs for investment property, which is a portfolio product. Um, but we saw the opportunity to um, really grab a, a large amount of volume with um, fewer transactions in uh, whole loan trading. So, um, you know, we reached out to some sellers, direct some brokers that are involved with this, and we've kind of built upon that over the past seven years. Um, you know, where it is advantageous for us, we can, um, you know, grab pools of, you know, millions instead of working on, you know, single transactions. So the marketplace itself, um, you know, there's more buyers now than there has been. And you know, a typical day for me would be, you know, we, we see the loans come across our desk, typically in the spreadsheet. Um, it's going to list all the metrics for each loan, um, the specific defect, why it's not sellable to the GSEs. Um, and then based on that defect and the overall picture, you know, lower credit profile is going to warrant a cheaper price, stronger credit profile, larger loan balance. Typically, somebody's going to pay more for those type of loans. So, um, it's something, you know, we, we bid a loan and then seller either awards it to us or doesn't. Um, and if we are awarded that loan or pool of loans, um, then we work on the due diligence on our side. Um, that's one advantage we have. Everything is done in-house. We have our own dedicated staff. Um, and then once things are agreed upon um, um, by both parties, as far as the documentation, we would need to feel comfortable with it. We fund a loan and then we, we board it uh, and take over the servicing for, as I mentioned, the duration of that transaction or that loan. So what is the current market for whole loan trading? And I guess to kind of piggyback on that, how has the last 12 to 18 months seen that impacted? You know, it's the, the last, uh, 12, 18 months has been really interesting. Um, it's definitely rebounded here as of late, um, you know, with the record highs and originations, um, you know, that's a positive for us in the mortgage industry. But with that, you know, everybody's been maxed out on the operation side, um, more loans than they've ever seen, um, staff have been working overtime. So it also opens up the opportunity for more mistakes or errors um, being done that fulfillment. So we've seen more loans enter the whole loan marketing arena, um, you know, scratching debt loans. And, you know, it, it is interesting as you go back to March of 2020 when COVID fully hit, um, there was really a, a hold put on non-QM loans. So there wasn't an outlet for originators to send those to. Um, so the the scratch and debt marketplace was flooded with those. Um, and you saw 
some buyers really take advantage of that opportunity. And, you know, they were able to buy these loans at 15, 25 cents on the dollar. Uh, but it didn't take long for that to, to correct itself, you know, within a couple of months. And, you know, now we're very much in a seller's market, I would say. Um, if you have to, you know, sell loans right now, um, you know, it's definitely a good time. And so when these people are selling whole loans or I guess scratch and dent loans specifically, are these scratch and dent loans sold as singles or in bulk, bulk pools? Um, I, I would say it's, it's a mixture of both. Um, you're going to, it's different for every scenario. You may have that smaller shop that, that only has one loan to sell. Um, and they just need to get off their books or you may have a large originator could be a portfolio lender um, where they have 15, 20 million that they've have been seasoned for three years. And, you know, they just are looking to, to sell some of their assets and you know, Nasby. Um, you know, we will purchase one loan all the way up to a larger pool. Um, you know, with um, with these type of loans, they they typically do trade at a discount because you have those defects and they're non-saleable. Um, you know, there's a little more risk involved. Um, so you do have to have the right buyer that's experienced with this. You know, they're going to have to be able to service those loans themselves, um, fully transfer them over um, for the duration. Um, but again, you know, there's an opportunity for, for sellers out there to have some, some inventory that they are looking to push. Um, they may not be aware that there is this, this market out there. If a client wants to know why mortgage rates have come down, you can tell them that there is lots of demand for U.S. securities. Increased thinking that COVID is not going away and will continue to temper our behavior, and therefore world economies are not bouncing back as expected. This sediment has also crept in the equity markets. Turning to daily trading, the bond market began the week with a firmly cautious tone, with Treasury yields rallying in risk-off mode due to growing concerns about the spread of the coronavirus and its implications on reopening trends. Stocks, which don't always trade in the opposite direction to bonds, sold off. In terms of economic data, the NAHB housing market index fell slightly in July when it was expected to rise versus June. Investors are looking forward to both housing starts and existing home sales as telling barometers of the recovery. We won't have any Fed speak this week as we are in the blackout period ahead of next week's FOMC meeting. The Mortgage Bankers Association's latest forbearance and call volume survey revealed that the total number of loans now in forbearance decreased by 26 basis points to 3.50% of servicers' portfolio volume in the prior week as of July 11th. According to MBA's estimate, 1.75 million homeowners are in forbearance plans. Today's economic calendar is already underway with June housing starts and building permits, up 6.3% and down 5.1% respectively, and the Philadelphia Fed non-manufacturing indices in July, down 11.9 to 44.8. Later this morning brings Redbook same-store sales for the week ending July 17th and a couple MBS purchase operations by the desk targeting up to $4.5 billion of conventionals. We begin the day with agency MBS prices up better by an eighth and the 10-year yielding 1.16% after closing yesterday at 1.18%. Who forecast this? Thanks again to Candor for sponsoring today's podcast. I look forward to hearing more great things. Want to know more? Go to candortechnology.com. Tell them Robbie Chrisman sent you.
If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.